All right, hey, this is Brent Leary, and with me right now is the CEO and founder of Retention Sciences, Jerry Jow. Jerry, thank you for joining me right now. Thank you, Brent. Thanks for having me. So before we start jumping into this whole really interesting conversation that you kind of are heading up with this infographic you're putting out around subscriptions versus flash sales, maybe you can give us a little bit of your personal background. Yeah, thanks, Brent. Um, I started uh, e-commerce myself, first started uh, as a power seller on eBay, and I've sold things um, from Game Boy games to uh, comic books to uh, um, uh, game consoles. So I've always been really passionate about e-commerce uh, as an industry. I think I'm fascinated by the ability to reach out to individuals, uh, you know, throughout uh, around the world. And um, later on, I founded um, a couple e-commerce enabling te- technologies. I'm always being specifically focused on CRM and customer loyalty and retention, just because I think it's a really fascinating problem uh, to solve, and also a problem that I ran into when I was in e-commerce. So uh, I founded Retention Science about three years ago. Um, really excited about uh, solving. Uh, customer retention problems for e-commerce and retailers from small to big. So you just came out with this, this blog post, and the title is really, uh, in, you know, get here, right? So where we want to go with this. Subscription economy is booming, but 72% of subscription shoppers don't make a repeat purchase. That's pretty bad if you're in subscription services and you don't have a repeat buyer. Uh, yeah. But you also kind of break it down and look at, you know, kind of this thing in terms of subscriptions versus flash sales. So maybe to get things going, maybe talk a little bit about what is the subscription economy and and then also talk about, what, you know, subscriptions versus flash sales. What is a flash sale? Sure. Um, the subscription economy has been, and been really interesting to watch. And if you think about the early days, whether it's Shudazzle, Just Fab, to all the way uh, fast forward to three years later, um, the Honest Company, Dollar Shave Club, um, there's been quite a uh, few businesses that took advantage of um, this uh, rising of business model and, and really made um, some success out of that. If you look at all the most recent growth around of Dollar Shave Club, it, I think they raised over $60 million to, to grow. And... Uh, also, the honest companies we went to uh, file for an IPO later this year uh, at about uh, at a valuation of close to one billion. And you look at this business model and you question what's so special about about this business. So, and one thing that we we notice is sort of the recurring aspect of business. It makes the business um, much easier. It, it makes it much easier for business to forecast um, their revenue and uh, the customer churn. Uh, it's much more measurable. They, it, it's a little more defined, and as a result, there are better, more effective ways that they can uh, reduce what we call customer churn. Versus if you look at different uh, other different business models, um, e-commerce is really sexy to begin with because uh, consumers have much more um, access to different types of product, all with their fingertips, and a couple clicks away, they can search for a bunch of different um uh, products that they you know, wanted to buy. But the one thing that's always been um, really interesting is uh, the, the, mo- the, the, the flash sales model. The flash sales model made, made its uh, way to, to the market, and it did really well because at the beginning, uh, the flash sales side had the advantage of not having to hold any uh, inventory of product. 
And as you and I know, inventory is one of the biggest um, killer for e-commerce sites because the more inventory you hold, um, the more money the business sit on, and the, and, and and it pre- presents a very big risk, and 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 also it's very costly for most businesses. So Foxtel's that grew really really quickly, and then in the market we saw many of them, and they and targeted both uh, the premium uh, market sector as well as some of the uh, the lower end uh, markets. So you have Go Group, you have uh, Hope which is now part of Nordstrom, uh, you have Fab.com, you have Montmique. Uh, there are many, many different uh, flash sale signs, and Zulily, of course, which went public uh, last year. Uh, there are a lot of exciting businesses that arose uh, around this particular business model because there, uh, there are advantages that come with the business model. However, over time, one thing we discovered and we found really interesting is that it's also a business model that wasn't necessarily sustainable in the long term. And we saw a lot of businesses uh, slowly um, – uh, deteriorating from not being able to continue to, to match its uh, early growth rate uh, that it experienced early on. And we started looking into just what exactly uh, the flash sales sites are selling and why do people eventually lose interest. And one of the biggest learning we, we discover is not only flash sales sites, um, it has the, 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 the novelty of that sort of wore out um, over the last um, you know, five, three to five years, and at the end of the day, flash sale sites present very exciting value proposition in a sense that it's selling previous season's product at a discount. But at the same time, how many of us are really just looking for these discounted products and, 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 and much, much of them are sort of an impulse buy? Meaning how many of us can buy a, a you know, last season's, um, Gucci, uh, purses? How many of us can continue to buy very expensive, trendy couches or rugs or um, just all these really cool things, but maybe most of us don't need uh, on a on a monthly or on a daily basis. Versus, if you look at um, the subscription business model, how they've been becoming very successful and how they become um, uh, very desirable over time is that most of the subscription business they identify a very very niche need. And that, that need typically has a recurring um, mechanism built into it. So whether it's uh, diapers, which if you have newborns to toddlers, and this is a consistent need that you will have, and therefore it suits the recurring business model very well for the subscription economy, as well as razors. Think about you and I, um, uh, for most men, we, we have to shave uh, whether it's daily or weekly, um, and, and so those are needs that need to recur, uh, recur on a on a very uh, you know very regular basis. So I, I think because business uh, the subscription economy really identify uh, certain needs that is a necessity versus a sort of a nice to have, then the uh, the subscription economy quickly um, really rose above the noise and in, in the e-commerce innovation. Uh, category, and I think, um, which is why we're seeing a lot of successes uh, around this particular business model. But interestingly, you say 72% of subscription shoppers don't make a repeat purchase. So that basically, they're saying if, they, if you're a subscription uh, purchaser, you know, for like razors, like you know, they don't consider that to be a purchase. They just consider that to be a like a standing order. Or why is that? 
that number is that a is that number kind of um, is it kind of taking us in a direction that we didn't expect, or is that something hidden in that number? Sure, I think uh, one of the numbers that uh, is more telling if you compare to flat sales side is that uh, the reality is most people, uh, most businesses don't convert. And so the fact that different businesses can convert, uh, some of them, it's actually, it, 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 when we look at those numbers, it's actually pretty healthy. Versus if you look at flat sales size and the number of customers that may repeat purchases within three months, within six months, uh, it, 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 it's in the low teens, it's in a single digit. So we think that that's one key differentiation where, um, you know, it doesn't matter what you sell, the, the, the reality is that uh, many customers drop out, but then the subscription customers actually um, made more repeat purchases within the first three months uh, based on what we, um, what we measure. And, of course, once those customers actually became uh, subscribers, we, we definitely noticed that the business, um, the, the customers then stay, stay on uh, much, much longer uh, versus the platform size customers. Yeah, I was looking at the, your average order per customer uh, in 12 months in the post here. Subscription, 7.68 orders, flash sales, 1.41. So it seems yep. like if you're a, a, if you're a subscription business, uh, because you know, the, the model of the business calls for customers to you know, buy on a monthly basis or subscribe and, and, and stay and pay on a monthly basis, um, it, not only do you get more orders, but you can spend more of your time and effort on uh, keeping those folks and making the value for them enough that they stay on board, whereas flash sale, you're always kind of in customer acquisition mode. You're absolutely right, Brent. And, and, and the challenge of constantly being in acquisition mode is that not only it's very, very expensive, uh, and the, the um, investment for businesses uh, up front is really high, it's, it's hard to retain and hard to actually measure if there's a, a clear pattern in terms of how the customers are behaving with you. Versus with subscription business model, it is, um, it is a little easier um, to be able to find a niche to target with. And, of course, there, it's hard to grow a business. doesn't matter what kind of business model you have. But at the end of the day, uh, subscription business model, uh, there's a more clear pattern. And when you are subscribed as a customer to the business, uh, there's a lot more information business get out of you. So, for example, if I bought something on Zulily or on, on, on Fab, um, it's hard for the business to know whether or not I am a – who am I as a customer? What's my price sensitivity? Uh, because every product is sort of discounted. Versus if I look at a, a subscription package, typically they have different uh, 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 tier of products. So if you look at Dollar Shave Club, they have uh, uh, the, the lowest tier uh, razors, which um, some people uh, think that fulfills their needs versus if – uh, let's say you and I had uh, typically grow a bigger beer, we might need an executive package, which is more expensive but more durable. So based on the based on the product that we subscribe, typically business has quite a bit of information that they can assume of the customers and therefore market to us very differently uh, in order to retain us. So I, I think there's there's quite a bit of information that uh, 
institutional businesses can collect about their customers and therefore uh, prevent churn in advance. And, that, and that's something that's definitely very powerful. Yeah, so, so is it possible or, or how difficult is it for the company who started with sort of the flash sale mentality uh, to change or transition over to the subscription mentality? Yeah, I, I think that's a great uh, great question. And I, I think certainly a lot of marketers, a lot of businesses, uh, they've evaluated themselves and what they carry, and I see that the business model can transition or have both. Because uh, one thing to see that fairly interesting is that many of the subscription model um, eventually they also evolve into an e-commerce, meaning that people can buy it on their site one off. So if you look at uh, First Box, if you look at the Honor Company, both of these initially um, subscription uh, businesses, now they also have an e-commerce component on the site. Uh, so on their website, customers can also buy products uh, one off um, and in, in, instead of just having to subscribe to their subscription boxes or bundles. And so if you look at flash sale sites, it depends on their supply chain, it depends on the, the kind of products that they carry. If, if, if that's easy for people to subscribe to, then I think that there's definitely an opportunity for, for them to switch. And, for example, if you look at um, uh, Just Fab, so they sell jewelry, they sell purses, and on, on a monthly subscription basis, they will um, uh, send you a pair of shoes for, I think, just uh, under 40 bucks, 39.99. And if there are flash sale sites that focus on, let's say, uh, shoes or uh, other types of product that they can find, on a monthly basis, they can deliver the same type of goods at the same uh, uh, cost. Um, to the customers, then they can certainly uh, sort of experiment with that business model as well. And this has been a, really some great information. Um, can you point people in the direction of where they could find out more, get the infographics, see the blog posts? Sure, absolutely. They can uh, go to retentionscience.com slash subscription. And they can find a lot of information beyond just the infographic, but many different blog posts on the web as well as uh, content that we've uh, curated uh, from retention science uh, that's all focused on uh, the successes uh, of subscription business economy. And just out of curiosity, are there are you, is this a customer trend? Is this a millennial trend that they're you know they're they're willing to subscribe to more things, or is this just everybody is doing it at this point? Huh, interesting. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily categorize this as a millennial trend just because I feel that there are so many, um, you know, there's, so, there's been so many discussions about what is it that uh, millennial uh, and how does the term um, come about, how is it defined, and, and to me it's always been uh, millennial just another way of uh, talking about the current generation where uh, there's much more technology enable them to access, access greater information. Uh, they're probably less, less patient, so they, they want information constantly floating. Um, but I, I think purchasing behaviors, maybe other, other than sort of the, the, the mobile technology make, uh, make it much easier to buy and subscribe, I, I think it's a little bit less than millennial versus just um, purely if you look at business model, what makes sense and what uh, what 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 uh, what kind of business model uh, basically makes it uh, easier to scale, right? If you look at a subscription business model, you just focus on a few products and then you get people subscribe and you just make sure the customer journey 
uh, is smooth and you present them with the right uh, kind of product versus a flash sale site, the earlier we're talking about easier to, to market to, uh, uh, less easier to uh, to retain and you constantly spend more money on acquisition and therefore the, the importance of CRM and retention is even more important. But I think about on the buyer side and, you know, you have these buyers and merchandisers have to constantly look out for products that are interesting uh, that you can give customers at a significant discount. Um, so I think just that the business model is also more costly to grow as well because you have to invest in other departments and constantly look for the next biggest thing versus subscription is more about looking for that particular need that maybe it's not less, maybe it's less flashy and pun intended and um, but but it's something that people need and therefore the result and you're able to uh, to retain them even when the product is less sexy so so I think it's it's definitely more of a business model. Um, um, uh, success versus sort of a millennial uh, type of uh, differentiation.